Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you for illumination. Thank you because our eyes are opened to behold wondrous things from your word. Thank you for the spirit of revelation. Thank you for the eyes of our understanding, enlightened, that will see clearly. And that Jesus is glorified. We are forever changed. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Hmm. Today's teaching is a very important one because we get to tie up and finalize our conversation on Bible meditation, which we have called Be Still and Know. Be still and know what a time we've been having. Part one, part two, part three was a huge blessing to us. Personally, maybe I should speak for myself. I've been blessed over and over again. And I am really excited to receive God's word to us this evening. For our friends just tuning in, for those just joining us, you will do well. You will find us everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Audiomax, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, every podcast. You will find us everywhere. All right, please make it a date. Find a good place to revisit God's word from part one where we began to lay the bricks that the fact that Eastern meditation and the counterfeit has been popularized and adulterated doesn't mean that God's word does not have a provision for meditation for God's children. We stood on Joshua 1 verse 8. We stood on Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. We saw the example of Abraham being that example for Isaac who was meditating. We saw that really that was a prayer walk. And then we saw the Apostle Paul writing to his son, Timothy, saying, meditate on these things. Give yourself holy. Give yourself completely to them. Somebody say glory to God. Mm. Our anchor text is Psalms chapter 46. Psalms chapter 46, verse 10 to verse 11. Psalms chapter 46, be still and know. This is a timely advice for my generation. We are in a hurry. We are rushing. We are the jet age. We are the microwave generation. Many have heard this teaching and they desire another way. And they are saying, is there a faster, quicker way? And I am showing you the lasting guaranteed way. It is the way of stillness. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So in part one, we laid the bricks that Bible meditation is for you, it is for me, and it perhaps may be the missing piece all right, in you laying hold on the fullness of the makings for your victory. In part two, we broke it down into the three M's and the three P's. I believe that is still fresh upon your hearts. And we said the goal of musing or the goal of silent pondering is not emptiness, but to fill your heart with God's thoughts. 
to fill your heart. And then we talked about muttering. And in part three, we really went deep into proclaiming. Why is it that some proclaim and nothing happens? And we began to explore the highway of the Lord, making the crooked path straight. Why? Because the glory of the Lord must be revealed and all flesh will see it. Glory to God. Mm. You know, that little recap is just a reminder to someone that indeed you will need to revisit Indeed, you will need to revisit. Somebody say glory to God. All right. This evening, we are going to wrap up our entire conversation um, by looking at God's word. We're going to wrap up God's conversation by looking at God's word. Um, let me just move on from my recap. I believe Psalms 19 is still fresh in our minds. So this evening, let's go to Psalms chapter 84. Psalms 84. Psalms 84 is one of the psalms that is to be sung on the Gittith. If you remember from one of our previous teachings, in, we, 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 we explored Psalms 8, chapter 8. That was a psalm of David. This is a psalm of the sons of Korah. And there was something about this instrument that was originally designed by the Philistines, definitely not in the worship of Yahweh. All right, but what the psalmist did is having explored and discovered this amazing tool, we will use it for the worship of our true God. And it begins to open us into vistas of possibilities in the realm of the supernatural. Psalms chapter 84. I am really going to verse 7 and verse 10. But please, please, because this is a Bible study, let us pick it up from verse 1. It says, how amiable, how beautiful are your tabernacles. The root word there, the root word there really means dwelling places. So that might, that might refer, please follow us this evening because we are going to, we are, we are, we are going on a poetic journey. A journey that had a, a physical distance covered in the old covenant, but a journey in the new covenant, which is now you, the choice tabernacle of the power and the presence of God. It says, how beautiful are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. Verse 2 says, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. So you begin to see the imagery that the psalmist is playing with here. It talks about tabernacles. It talks about the courts. It says, my heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. Hmm. It says, yes, the sparrow has found an house, the swallow a nest for herself. Please, for those who are hungry, that swallow. <laughs> swallow there, some other versions will call it a turtle dove. I believe they did that for some particular people who just can't see swallow. And believe it is a bird. It says, as found the nest for herself, where she may lay a young, even thine altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. So in verse 4, it says, please pay attention to the imagery that the psalmist is painting. Blessed are they that dwell in your house. So you can see that there is, a, there is, there is an emphasis on the location here. Tabernacles, courts in your house. It says, they will still be praising thee. They will still be praising thee. 
It doesn't matter what is going on on the outside. These ones have discovered stillness. They've discovered a place of quietness. They've discovered a place of victory. In that place, what happens all day long? Glory to God. I am reminded of the words of the old hymn. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. The end of the chorus says, praising my Savior all the day long. It says, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Verse 6, who passing through the valley of Baca, the valley of weeping, the valley of tears, the, the valley where others pass through and say there is a casting down, the child of God passes through and says there is a lifting up. It says they make it a well. They are carriers of glory. They are carriers of life. The rain also fills the pools. Verse 7, this is where we are going to. It says, please pay attention. It says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion. Appearing before God. Every one of them. They go. Each one. They go. But each one appears. So let's jump to verse 10. It says, for a day in your courts. So you can see that the psalmist is being very deliberate. Uh, I, I believe it will be on your screen. I, I gave um, two images. If you remember understanding. See, I don't know how many teachings we've done that we've referred to understanding priesthood part one, understanding priesthood part two. And if Jesus tarries next year, we will do understanding priesthood part three, Understanding priesthood, part four. All right, if Jesus tarries. Because we've not, scratched, we've not scratched a lot of things. By the grace of God, we scratched a lot of things. All right? But there's more. There's more. Help me tap your neighbor. Say, there is more. So look at what he says in verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. Remember what we learned. Was it part one or part two? It says in stillness, in quietness, but they will say no. They are fast horses. They are fast chariots. There is, a, there is another way. I, I know it's shortcut. And, and, and I remember what we said, really, the, that shortcut really is the longest court in destiny. It's the longest route. It, say, it says that this investment you're about to make, if you can devote a day, a week, if you can devote a week, a month, if you can devote a month, a year, he says it is better than a thousand elsewhere. Now, listen to his rationale. He says, I will rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. If I was to title our conversation this evening, I will call it From Sunshine to Shekinah. From sunshine to Shekinah. Remember, we're talking about meditation, stillness, quietness, contemplating, musing, muttering, building the picture until it becomes real and tangible. The highway there until it is perfectly placed, perfectly formed. You see this all through scriptures, the symbolism 
of the courts. The psalmist says, outside, really, it has a name. It is called the tents of wickedness. Nobody wants to be there. There are two pictures. I'm sure you are not seeing these pictures for the first time. We had them for understanding priesthood. One shows the tent of meeting or the tabernacle of Moses, which was mobile. It was designed to be mobile. All right, and God gave specific instructions on how it was to be constructed from the details of the materials to the nails to the percentage of the nail that is driven into the floor to the colors to everything specific because that, that was not the boy. I will encourage you to revisit. And then the, the fresher looking one is the temple of Solomon. Whichever image is on your screen right now, similar concept. There is outside everywhere else, which the psalmist calls the tents of wickedness. It says, I would rather be a doorkeeper at that entrance place. I would rather stay there because I am. I, there, there's something about your presence. There's something about your glory. I would rather stay there. Remember, it says that really the goal is that your tabernacles, your dwelling places are beautiful. They are amiable. It says my soul is longing for it for the courts. So it says my preference really is to be inside the courts. But if worst push comes to shove, I would rather stay at that door than be outside. Hear me, child of God? There is an invitation upon your life. Do not say these things are for the big spiritual people. Just leave me out there. Out there as a name. Scripture calls it the tents of wickedness. It's saying there is a better place for you. You can come into the courts. You can come in to experience, remember what we said, from sunshine to Shekinah. Where is that title from? Because out there, the source of light is sunlight. And that is God's mercy. It shines upon the evil and the good. But you will not do great things with sunlight alone. When you come in through the gates, there are certain items you meet. You meet first the brazen altar of sacrifice. Then you meet the lever. Then you now enter into the courts. And then you see some things there. <laughs> you see the table of shewbread. You see the altar of incense. You see the lampstand and the menorah. The seven candlesticks constantly burning. And then you go in again into the most holy. Because someone is listening to this and he's saying, Pity, how exactly am I going to do this meditation? There are, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are scriptural ways. The, the answer to that question is, however the spirit of the Lord leads you is how we are going to do it. But if I'm going to give you a guide, all right? If I'm going to give you a guide based on whatever is confronting you in the eye, questioning you and saying, where is your God? That is your opportunity to go to his word. If it is a challenge in your health, and let me just chip this in here, it is possible for the highway, remember our, 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 our allegory from last week, it is possible for the highway for health to be solidly formed, but the highway for your, for example, prosperity is still under construction. So you've gotten to a place where you can never be sick 
This is not just because of exercise and diet. You found it in God's word. That word has become flesh. It is dwelling in this tabernacle now. You've moved from sunshine. You've got into a place where the picture has formed. The edifice has crystallized. All right, the entire structure, the highway is fully formed. You found scriptures for your victory, your gene, your DNA, your blood. Everything has aligned with the law of the spirit of life. And you are working in perfection of divine health. All right, that highway has been formed. If you do not reproduce it in every area, you will, you will live a life of partial victory. And that is not God's will for any of his children. You see, some, they've, 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 they've mastered kingdom prosperity. But they, they, they just cannot sort out this issue with their marriage. It's just a, it's just a marriage. I am telling you, you can either go erecting those structures area by area. Health, solid. Wellness, solid. Wholeness, solid. Mental health, solid. You have scriptures for your peace. Marriage, solid. Relationships, solid. Parenting and raising godly children. You found it in scripture. It does not matter where I am on the surface of the earth raising children. The power of the word is what will mature them into sons that are in the similitude of those who are raised in the palaces. That our children will be for signs and for wonders. It doesn't matter whether they are being raised on Jupiter or they are being raised on Mars. So, so it, sometimes the enemy will say, hmm, they are constructing highway for this. Let's go and meet them there. It's almost they are playing with like playing whack-a-mole. But I want to show you the way, <laughs> boy, really, 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 this is Intel. And I pray that you will see it. Because if you can see this, you begin to see the provisions that don't just cover area by area by area, but you begin to see... Provisions for all round. When you begin to hear total, all round, complete, this is the way. How amiable are your tabernacles? But this way, you don't go into it in a group. Ah, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Let's switch to the New Living Translation and let me read from verse 7 and verse 10. It says, they will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Remember what we said about the art of meditation? It will involve you regurgitating, almost like a ruminant animal. You've chewed the first time, all right, but that is not what you are going to digest. If you are going to digest that outright, it is considered unclean, all right, in the old covenant. What is clean? The ability to bring it back and re-chew to reprocess, to begin to construct the highway for our God, to begin to mutter upon it. That is the discipline of champions. That there is nothing I have heard the first time that I believe I have heard. There is nothing I have read or studied the first time that I believe I have studied or read because that is the first chewing. And I am not an unclean animal. So I am going to regurgitate and bring it back by the Spirit. And those who are familiar with ruminant animals, you know you fed them, but you just see them later in the day at a corner chewing again. And you are wondering who fed this thing. Say, no, that first feeding was my introduction to my meal. Now I can bring it back and begin to regurgitate. It says that they will continue to grow stronger. 
each of them will appear before God. Please, if you can underline or highlight it, highlight each of them. Because where, boy, somebody's getting blessed this evening. When you are in the place that God has planted you, there is grace available for the group. There is grace available for the mandates. There is covering available for that family. All right? And, and if you will pardon my term, I will call it a group policy. If you can connect, you are covered. But that's not all. The, the grace of God upon your life is not just for you to be covered, but for you yourself to become a coverer. So, while they continue to grow stronger, each one will have to make a decision. And somebody right now is remembering the Passover. That the Passover is the blood, yes, but the Passover is also the eating of the flesh. That there is the blood of the new covenant and that there is his body that is also broken. The blood, the sacrifice, boy, 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 oh boy. The sacrificial lamb is shed for all and the, it is applied at the lintel. Whoever is in the house is covered. However, the plan is not just for them to be covered, but for each and every one of them to be carriers of life. How do they do that? There is now the breaking of the body. This one, the father does not eat for all. Each of them must do the chewing. Somebody's getting it now. So he says in verse 10, he says, yes, there's a group policy. There's a group coverage program. He says, but I found the secret for my own life. Where it is written concerning me in the volume of your books. I have now found it there. And I can now say boldly like the psalmist that a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, there is the opportunity to go area by area by area. And trust me, it's, it's a discipline that you and I have to trust God for. Where do I begin? There are many ways. Many ways. You can address the issue at hand, as we've said before. You're about to get married. I was listening to an interview by a pastor. And he said his own pastor told him that before you even start thinking about the choice of a life partner. You should have been praying seven years before that. Boy. Thank God for fathers. Thank God for fathers. See, we'll, we'll talk about some things in the month of June. <laughs> we'll talk about some things in the month of June. Because some people just suddenly just show up now. Now it is time. See, you don't prepare for battle in the day of battle. Your preparation is already fluttered. This thing is done in quietness and in stillness. Don't wait till you are sick before you compile your healing scriptures. Don't wait till you are broke before you comp compile your prosperity scriptures. Don't wait till you are married before you compile your good home flourishing heaven on earth scriptures do not wait until you have kids before you have the scriptures for your sons and your daughters do not wait until 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 that thing is committed into your hands before of course when it comes into your hands you amplify but before then before then so we're going to traverse the tabernacle 
On one hand, this is a physical journey from the gate to the bronzing lava, to the bronzing altar, pardon me, to the lava or to the water basin. Then you go in and you begin to experience the bread. You experience the altar. You experience the lampstand. You experience the incense. And then you go into the most holy place. Remember I said from sunshine to sunlight. Let's just, let's just settle that now before we go into the details. Out there is sunshine. When you come in through the gates, it is still sunshine also. The only difference is that you've left the tent of wickedness and you've now come into his gates. But his desire is for you to go into his courts. Into, he has beckoned on you. It was the privilege, and hear me now, the population of those who could go further always reduced. If everybody, Not even everybody could come into the tent. All right, but for those who could, those who their duties was to help with the altar worship and activities. It took only the priests to go in. And it took only the high priest to go to the inside of the inside. But in this new covenant, Christ, our high priest, he didn't just go in to, to personalize the experience. He actually went in and he told us that that partition of divide has been ripped from the top now. Making a way of entrance so that you and I can come boldly, not shaky, like the high priests of old. who are not sure of the potency of the blood of the goats and how pleased this God is. But you are coming based on the covenant brokered on a better promise. The precious blood of the Lamb of God. Our own perfect high priest going in to do a perfect work for us. Staying there and beckoning on you. Saying I've made you a king. I've made you a priest. Now you can come. You are a king who can offer this sacrifice and you are a priest who can rule. He says come. I say no I can't come. He says come boldly. Come by my blood. Come. So when you begin to leave the outer courts, sunshine you come into the gate, it's still sunshine, but now you can interact with the altar. You can interact with the lava. And then you leave that place where now there is a covering. The only source of light in the inner court is the lampstand. Your results are no longer results of sunlight. That is at a level. And God is saying, that's not even where I want you to be. There is another place. <laughs> there is neither sunlight nor lampstand. The only thing there is the glory of the king. The only thing there is the ark of the covenant and the covering cherubs and the mercy seat. It says there the Lord will meet with his servant and he will speak. He will hear the voice there. That is the place of the glory. And he's not groping in the dark. He's as bright as bright as be. There's light as light can be. For it is in his light, in his light that we see light. Are you seeing it now? So there is an invitation upon your life to leave that outside noise come in. And even when you come in, don't just stay there. The psalmist is saying even that door, that, 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 that gate is, is good enough, but it's better for you. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice, learning all these things. It will not just be notes in your jota. It will not just be information somewhere in your mind, but there will be grace released to begin to become validators of these claims. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, shout glory to God. Hmm. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. So you can go the route of topic by topic, or you can go the route of traversing sunlight all the way to Shekinah 
and you want to begin to meditate on the essence of each stop on the way, remember that, that, that it says that we know that the God of the Holy Earth, he will not dwell in tabernacles made by hands. This is not his idea. His idea is you. This is where he wants to dwell now. But he's inviting you, go beyond the outer courts. Go beyond the periphery. Come to a place of stillness. There's glory at stake. There's light for you to see. Let there be light. I have, I have, my, I have my way for you. You have to relinquish your own way. I have my own way for you. All right. So let's take the journey together. I told you it's going to be a short one. Some of you did not believe. So maybe you'll begin <laughs> to believe. Maybe you'll begin to believe. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Please, if you can, make, make our time to revisit Understanding Priesthood Part 1 and Part 2. It is going to bless you all over again. We're going to journey through some of the symbolic items that you come across when you travel from sunlight all the way to Shekinah. And now you can do this. This has been popularized by some, and they've called it tabernacle prayer. So this is not, we're not emphasizing as much as the prayer, but the meditation and the, the contemplation passed up until something there becomes real to you. So remember what real means to us. It means you've muttered it to the place of victory, where your confession has now become a powerful declaration. All right, so passed up. We are going to identify those landmarks and what must become real to you. And you are going to stay there as long as it takes for it to become real. Somebody say glory to God. So when you enter through the gate, the goal there is for you to, to, to come in with gratitude. I have escaped the life of wickedness. He calls it the tents of wickedness. I have, I, have, I have escaped the wild west. Pardon my, my language. I have, I have escaped the destiny of those that have no God. I have escaped the destiny of the ungodly. And you can just stay there in your gratitude. That's why the psalmist is saying, I would rather stay there. He's saying if all I do all the rest of my days is just gratitude. Like that song that says, I am so glad I belong to Jesus now. I belong to Jesus now. I know who I was. I know who, who I would have been. I know what I would have turned out to be. If not for Jesus, and you stayed there acknowledging Jesus Christ the way. Your focus is on Jesus. His person and his essence becomes real to you. It's not just some, some, <laughs> some, 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 some creation of, of the movie industry. You, when, when it becomes real to you, the picture in your mind is not the picture on your dining table. You know, um, boy, all those are illustrations. I'm saying you can, you can see him and know him. The goal is for him to become real there. I are just there coming through the way. I are saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you've pulled me out from. Thank you. For, see, the moment you become a child of God, do you know there are some things that will never happen to you again? And you just stay there and say, hey, I have eternal life. That alone, you can stay there for months rejoicing. See, eternal life is an actual life. Let us not digress. This evening, I already made a promise. And it looks like this evening of all evenings, I might be able to keep up with my promise. Jesus becomes real. You are not, you are not seeing a painting. 
You have not seen a bearded man with, with all of those things? No. You have not seen my book of Bible stories. There is a person that becomes real to you. The lover of your soul. You stay there grateful for what he has done. His sacrifice. Was it not during the Easter service? You know, some, some thought it was too graphic. But sometimes you need to see that indeed he was acquainted with grief. A man of sorrows. He was actually bruised. He was wounded. And he began to see all of those things. He didn't do them because they were fun. He did them because of you. He did it for love. And you can just stay there and you are, you are see, just there alone. It's, it's discovering multiple things. It's discovering your health. It's discovering your mind. It's discovering your marriage. Because everything, everything that Christ did, he did for his bride. And that's the way that meditation begins to work. When you take this approach, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are boy. Just at the gates. <laughs> he says, I would rather be a doorkeeper. <laughs> rather be, I would rather be a doorkeeper. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your courts, boy. I pray for you that you begin to know his presence. That you'll begin to love his presence. That, see, when you do, you will want to go back to all those series that you've wasted your time and your life on. You want to collect your life back. All those ones that we just sit on. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I've been there. You just sit on it. Season one. <laughs> season two. Season three. That, that did not help my life. Hmm. That did not help. It did not, it did not even help anything at all. Look at the investment of my life I've put into. You hear me, child of God? He says this is a better investment. You stay there at that gate. You admire this person. And it becomes real to you. You don't leave until it's real to you. Let me just say this. We've heard testimonies of some great men, women of God, well, not just men of God, believers, I should say, who will tell you, the Lord Jesus appeared to me. I saw him. Not many of us will be able to say that in the way of a physical scene, all right? But the truth is, if you believe God's word, you should be able to say it. If you believe God's word, the Jesus you have seen is more real than the one somebody else said he walked into their room. If you see, listen, I just said, quote me anywhere. If you can stay on the word, the Jesus you see is realer and more credible and more bankable and more trustworthy than any other. I'm not saying it's not Jesus that appeared to them, but I'm saying don't elevate the experience. You that you have not seen, you are blessed physically. I'm saying physically. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So in St. Pity, has Jesus appeared to you before? Ask me at the Bible town hall. I can, I can answer it publicly. It has appeared to me, and I will never forget what he told me. He came to me in the form of a man. I knew Jesus was talking to me, but he came in the form of a man. And he told me some things, boy. If you want to know, okay, <laughs> let's just leave that. But let me tell you, the goal of this entry point is for him to be real to you. It will, solve, it will solve a lot for you. It will bring you the peace you are looking for. It will bring you that assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory 
divine, heir of salvation, purchased of blood, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. He's real to me now. I know him. I know him. I've seen him. Oh, how did you see him? What did he look like? Was his hair black? Was his hair brown? I am saying, are you that fickle? You are looking for skin color? When, 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 when he's carrying his glory and his fullness and he's, he, he's looking for those that he can commit nations and destinies to, your, your preoccupation is the color of his skin? Or if his hair was, or was white or blonde? Boy. I made a promise there are meant to be seven points. <laughs> we are number one. And then you go beyond the gates. You now, you, you, you now get to the brazen altar of sacrifice. We are still outside. That's a very, very bloody place. It's a very bloody place. Very, very bloody place. But remember what we said. There is the general application of the blood. We'll talk about this month, Sunday. That blood atones for as many who are within the house. It says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. This is that place. It's a very bloody place. And I'm telling you, there is a consciousness of the sacrifice of, the, of Jesus and of the power of his blood that will settle many things for you. In multiple areas will just be settled. Blood diseases, genotype issues, leukemias, all of those things. There is a contemplation on the bracing altar. By virtue of my profession, I know what exchange blood transfusion means. And newer technologies like stem cell transplant. These are technologies in the physical, technologies in the natural, that the blood cells with certain, <laughs> certain let, let's just say with certain functions in somebody who was not born with them. How much more, boy? This is what happens at this place. And you stay there, you're muttering. You stay there, you're musing. You stay there, you're pondering until it becomes real to you. At this point, what becomes real is the cross, the place of sacrifice. It's a bloody place of exchange, a place of cleansing, a place of forgiveness, a place of brokenness. See, when this one becomes real, guilt loses its entire power over you. But even at this point, it is group revelation. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, purge, clean out the old living that you may be fresh, the new dough, still uncontaminated as you are. For Christ, which is the B part. For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Christ, our Passover lamb. So their covenants, altars from your father's side, from your mother's side, crying for blood. And you begin to stay there. You begin to stay there. This is deep spiritual warfare now. Somebody has to go. Next must roll. Promises have been made. Covenants have been brokered. Blood has been shed. But suddenly an awareness of the cross comes to you. But I have been exchanged though. I have been exchanged. I have been exchanged. He has taken my place. I can take his place. If indeed you want blood, there is blood for you. It is the blood of the Lamb of God. Come and take it. 
Come and take it to your coven and, and, watch, <laughs> and watch what will happen. See, this, this, this is deliverance by light. And you stay there muttering on it, Christ, my Passover lamp. It just begins to dawn on you. It doesn't matter the, the, the newest infections in town, whether it is Corona or it is Ranoko <laughs> or it is Monkey or whatever name. There will be new ones. See, you need to settle this today. You need to begin to stay there until you can see it. I have been paid for. I have been exchanged for Christ, my Passover. And then you journey. You journey. Remember the gate, Jesus. See, there are many people who have taught this excellently. You know, one of the teachings I recommended in Understanding Priesthood, see part one, or part two, because you are going to listen to both. Anyways, was a teaching done by a very young Dr. Benin. Very young Dr. Benin. Talking about how every item and component points really to Christ. The tabernacle prayer popularized by doctor who has now gone to be home with Lord Dr. David Yongicho. These are men who knew something. Hear me. Leave the outside though. That, that outside where the noise is. Leave it. It is not for you. Leave that life. It is not. I can tell you confidently, it is not for you. So at the gate, Jesus, his person, his essence becomes real to you. At the altar, that exchange, that substitution, that ransom, that cleansing, that forgiveness, it becomes real to you. Christ, my Passover, has been sacrificed, not will be sacrificed, once and for all for me. And then beyond the group insurance coverage is the place of the, of the lava. It says made from the bracing, the, the brass, the, the, the mirrors of the women. It is a place where you look and you are beholding. There you see yourself. You don't see ourselves. It's a place of personal encounter. Each one, this is where that group, the group covering on the lintel applies to all. The breaking of the bread and the chewing, each one appearing. That is the plan. That is the formula. Each one appearing. Each one chewing. Each one looking into the perfect law of liberty. Each one beholding as in a mirror. Being transformed into that image from glory to glory. Each one, the veil removed from the eyes. Each one, not group. We can study together, but our revelation will be each one. Oh, I've seen the light. Glory to God. This is where the word becomes real. Your confidence in his word, boy, it comes alive. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. You know, if you and I were the ones who wrote scriptures and somebody told you there is Logos and that there is Rema and somebody told you there is even Graphy, all right? And, and somebody read Hebrews 4, 12 to you and said, guess which one it is. I am sure even right now during this exercise, if you were to, you, you know, to, to run a quiz, I am sure most of us will say that it says, let, let's read it first. For the word that God speaks is alive. That sounds like the rema, right? But when you check it, it is logos. Because it is the logos that God speaks that is rema. Somebody got that. For the word that God speaks is alive. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. 
It says it is full of power. It says that Assyria shall be broken down by the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is upon many waters. There is a realness of his word. Boy, it breaks my heart when many do not honor the word. Do not honor the word. The time for the word. That's when many will get up. That's when many will stroll. And you don't, you, 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 you think these are words? You think these are stories? You think these are tales? It says that the word that proceeds, man will not live by bread alone. Your bios, your physical existence will need that bios. You will need fuel. You are going to need glucose, amino acids, fat, all of those things. It says, but really what will sustain your, what will, it, it, boy, glory to Jesus. What will really sustain you is every word that proceeds out of his mouth. You get to the place of the lava. It's a place of washing. It's it's a place of exchange. These are my thoughts. These are the things I've always believed. But now I am beholding in a mirror. I am seeing that these thoughts are not alignment, are not in alignment with the word. So I'm going to have to hold on to one and drop one. You can hold on to the two. As we learned on Sunday, you would have to drop one. And boy, may I encourage you that what you drop is your own way, what you drop is your own will, what you drop are your own methods, what you drop are your own formulas, and you can pick up the way of the word, the one that is tried, remember, the one that is pure, the one that is tested, the one that is valid. Ah, since eternity, the word becomes real. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active. The Logos quickened, operative, energizing, effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow. This is the very essence of being, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the earth. Please do not argue with God's word. Do not fight against God's word. You will not win that war. <laughs> Many have come there scholars that have published books and theses attempting to invalidate the authenticity of God's word. We don't know their names today. What we still know is that God's word is standing. Boy, when you find what the word says concerning you, believe it. Better still, believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. So at the gate, the person of Jesus becomes real to you. At the brazen altar, the sacrifice of the blood becomes real to you. Christ, my Passover, at the laver, the place of washing, the place of mirrors, the word becomes real to you. The word which God speaks is alive. And then you are invited to come in. This is where you now leave sunlight. And you now go in for the very first time. The source of light here. Is the lampstand. This is where you allow revelation to begin to do a work of renewal. The whole idea is for him to shine his light on his will for your life. This is where his will becomes real to you. You can see that this really is a lifelong, <laughs> this is a lifelong adventure. This is a lifelong adventure. I am encouraged by men like Daniel. 
You've been praying every day <laughs> since you were a teenager. Now you're in your 80s and you still have things to pray about. There's something you must be enjoying. Which is why here, me child of God, it is very fickle. Don't get me wrong. We must bring our petitions. It is scriptural. But how long will you do that for? You are 15. You are, you are, you are, you are 40. You are 50. You are 60. You are 80. At what point will you be, begin to contend for the weightier matters on his heart? Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, believe it or not, we're rounding up. <laughs> Boy, I said we're going to. <laughs> All right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 from the New Living Translation, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Let God transform you. Let his light. Let his light. Boy, remember the song. Maybe we need to bring it back to the times of refreshing. Lord, make me a house. Ed James, make me a house of prayer. May the fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Because that is the only sea. It is only in the place of prayer where an exchange and knowledge of will happens. Any place outside of prayer, your will is intact. Your way is intact. It says allow him to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I choose the way of the Lord. For the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom. You can see the role of songs in music. And you will just stay there and say, God, it is your way. It is your will. I know this is what I think I want, but I am convinced this is not what you want for me. I accept your will. I accept your way. Hear me. Hear me. I'll have told you it is a good deal. <laughs> but that is even that is not scratching it. It is, it is a no-brainer. The gap between your way and his way, boy. But in the place of prayer, there is a blending. There is a blending. His way is now your way. His thoughts are now your thoughts. His will is now your will because you have, you have, you have become a mingled spirit, boy. <sighs> Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. All right, all right. So at the gate, the person of Jesus becomes real to you. How amiable are your dwelling places, O Lord. Your courts, my soul faints for them. This is where I really want to be. I want to live sunlight. I want to go into the inner courts. I want to experience the light of your presence. I want to experience the fragrance and the beauty of your glory. No windows. No external source of light. Beyond the, the, the veil. Even the, 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 the lampstand cannot illuminate there. It has to be Shekinah. Boy. At the altar, the cross becomes real. At the laver, the place of the washing, the word becomes real. At the lampstand, his will becomes real. The shoe bread. The shoe bread. Even I feel like going back to it again and again and again. 
the shewbread. This is where there is a consciousness of a surrender. Was it not the same Romans 12 verse 1? He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him. This is your reasonable service. Your members yielded. This is now the way of consecration. This is no longer the way of legalism. This is now you saying that these hands do not belong to Dio anymore. These are now Jesus' hands. These eyes are now Jesus' eyes. This mouth <laughs> is now Jesus' mouth. That is the way of the consecrated life. I'm not saying you talking anyhow is wrong. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that this mouth is now Jesus' mouth. It will only say what Jesus will say. What Jesus will not say, it will not say. Where Jesus will not go, this feet will not get there. That is now a consecrated, yielded vessel. And then everyone is smiling. We found the one who will carry our glory. We found the one who will display the, 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 the majesty of a king to a generation. We found the one. And hear me, God's desire really is not this one per generation thing. But somehow, somehow, many just excuse themselves. As I'm, as I'm already teaching now, it's as though, <laughs> reminds me of when I was in high school. And there is a quiz coming up. But you know, there are just some, and, and you know, they're not even trying to get on the team. When you say, oh, there's a quiz coming up, we're going to be representing the state. At, you know, there are, there are actually some guys who are just packing their books and carrying their bags because they know they are not the ones <laughs> going to be called upon. And there are just some of us, you know, we're like, we almost tired of representing the school. Like, can, can, someone, can someone else go? You're about to carry your bag. It just says, no, you, you're not going anywhere. Sometimes it's like, can't I just go home when everybody goes? Can't I just sleep when everybody sleeps? Can't I just eat when everybody eats? Why must it? Why always me? <laughs> Boy, you are the one elected. You are the one chosen for this season. You are the one specifically, specifically singled out. And hear me, we are the ones, we, we collectively, remember, we are taking over together. No one left behind. It says they go from strength to strength, each one as they appear before him in Zion. Hear me, for those of you connected to us in this family, I am describing your life now. I am describing the life of dominion. You are the one God is raising. You will be his testimony to your family. Beyond any tract they will read, they will see your life and they will come to the conclusion that there is a God and that God is alive and he's still doing miracles in the name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. I read again from the New Living Translation. I trust that someone is being blessed. You will now see while scriptures like it is good for a man to bear the yoke while he's young. You see why there's wisdom in that scripture. When you settle it early and you're already a general in your youth, then what will you be? <laughs> what will you be? I heard a joke. I don't know why I'm cracking jokes. You know, I'm meant to be, <laughs> to be attempting to beat a record. But here, here I am, cracking joke. So please bear with me. Of a, of a particular elderly man who was brought from an ancient village to the city. You know, they were used to seeing cattle 
the fastest thing they had seen was maybe let's say a fast dog. And he came to the city, saw a lot of cars, cars of different sizes, saw trucks, saw jeeps. And then they took him to this driveway where he saw this sports car. It was a Ferrari, bright red. And the thing just, boom. Guess what the old man said? The old man said, hey, in his very conch native language, he said, this small car, moving like this, what will happen when it grows? Hey, <laughs> I am telling you, some of you, you are going to be headache, 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 headache. <laughs> headache. Especially the children that God is raising through us. Let me tell you, whatever great things you think we are doing or we will do, just hold, hold our coffee. If Jesus tarries, just watch what this, this ones will do. I, I do not, let me say it publicly, and you'll know it if you've heard me before, I am not those who believe or who is afraid for the future. Every person who has been scared of what will happen when we leave, they've, God has always shocked them by exceeding them. Elijah had the same medic. What will happen when I leave? <laughs> God said, are you kidding? You just go raise, just go pour oil on the next king. Pour oil on the next prophet. Pour oil on the king of Syria. You just hand over the mantle. Leave the rest to me. I have never been stranded. I will not begin now. Oh, these young people, this, leave these young people. They are in God's hands. You watch what God will do with our lives. We watch God will do with our generation and the same generation we are scared for is the way some were scared for us god always has a remnant never stranded never stranded don't count me out when you don't see what he sees you can't tell that his glory is resting on me that's a song by marvin sap and i've been quoting hymns but that's a song by marvin sap deeper powerful powerful sound Let's go back to God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. I don't know why jokes are coming to my mind. Trust me. We are meant to be very serious. A particular man paid to go and learn martial arts. And he saw this advert. The best teacher. You're going to learn all the skills. You learn self-defense. You learn it. I think I've shared this with us back in the days. You learn all the skills, skills to defeat anybody. And he went, trained under this master. And this master said, now go. Go in this strength. Go in this might. Ah, the guy left. And one day, he ran back to his master. Eyes swollen, everything contoured. He had met, he had battered, battered, battered the guy. And he went, and the master was shook. He said, what happened to you? Who did you fight? <laughs> and the guy in tears, he said, I fought Bruce Lee. <laughs> the master said, eh? <laughs> you fought who? <laughs> Ah, glory to God. Let me tell you, there is no one greater. There is no one stronger. This word works. You know why? Because the, the, it, it, is, it is giving Christ the full stature. It says, is it not Galatians 4 verse 19? It says, my little children of whom, I travel, uh, of whom I travel until Christ is formed in you. That full stature. There is no <laughs> Bruce Lee in quotes. You go in the fullness of that stature. This is not me now. This is Christ. This is not me now. This is Christ. I remember a pastor friend who had gone into a boy. 
why am I not on script? What had gone into a village to go hold some crusades and all the demons in the place were anointed and they visited the hotel room at night. The window will blow. This one will shake. Everything was scary. He didn't know what to do. He was like, God have mercy, God have mercy, God have mercy, God have mercy. And something roused up on his inside. The next night, went back to the crusade ground, saw miracles. And by the time they came, you know, there was just that audacity that, that, that came over him and said, what are you looking for here? What are you looking for here? Get out in the name of Jesus. And there was a response. Say, you've crossed the line. You came to our territory. And the guy looked at himself and says, who am I to come into your territory? I did not come into your territory. Jesus came into your territory. If you have any issues, go take it up with him. Boy, went back to his bed, covered himself and slept. There is an audacity of this thing when it has formed. If it has not formed, you first say, in the name of Jesus, go out. First one, it's not go. You've already brought up your, or your phone. You've typed 647. It has brought P out. You want to dial PD. <laughs> See, better develop strength today. It will do you well. It says take it to yourself. Take it to yourself and to those who hear you, those who are connected to you. It will do you good. These investments that you make from these teachings of this month and the teachings of last month. All right, let's begin to tie this up now. So, at point number one, entering to the gate, Jesus becomes real to you. Your focus is on his person, his sacrifice, his work, and that substitution there. You progress to the brazen altar where the sacrifice of Jesus, the essence of his blood and the cross becomes real to you. You progress to the laver, the place of washing or the place of mirrors where your confidence, your soul confidence, your soul confidence, keyword soul, your only dependence is now on the word. The word becomes real there. Hebrews 4.12. You progress living sunlight now. Your dependence is now on the lampstand, the light of his revelation, exposing his will to you. This is where your mind is renewed and his will becomes real to you. And in the same inner court, you experience the shoebread where the body is surrendered. Members are yielded. You progress just before breaking in into the place of glory. The altar of incense. That is the place of real, genuine immersion into worship. That is where you begin to realize that worship is not a slow song. That is where you have the full consciousness that worship is a sold life. is a dead life that only has a life that is his life. And round up this evening. You've left sunlight. You've left lamp light. You're now in a compartment. It's the ark of his presence, the mercy seat, the cherub, covering cherub, the voice of the Lord, the very place of his glory, Shekinah. It's not a dark place. It's not a place of grouping. It's a place of bright light. Have you not read in the book of Revelation that there will not be need of sun or moon? Nothing. No shadows. There is no light source there because he is the light thereof. Boy. Boy. Dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. I have come close to where you are. I am now where you are, dwelling in your presence, feasting at your table, surrounded by your glory in your presence. That is where I am. That is where I will remain. 
Psalms chapter 42, verse 7 and verse 8. It says, I'm reading from the Amplified, Roaring deep calls to roaring deep. In the King James, it says, Deep calls unto deep. Father to child. Spirit to spirit. That's where I come alive. It says, At the thunder of your water sprouts, all your breakers, all your rolling waves have gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song, his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. Wow. From sunlight to Shekinah. The power of stillness. The power of quietness. The power of confidence. The power of proclaiming, making straight the highway for our God. That his glory will be revealed. All flesh will see it. All flesh will see it. Boy, it's been such a joy teaching this series. I have always longed. I've told God. I said, God, help us. Let the time come. Prayer, we want to have taught it accurately using your word. Evangelism taught it accurately using your word. How to read, how to study, accurately studying your word. Epignosis, revelation knowledge. Let there be light, how to read. And now, meditation. See how God has helped us. You can see now that you have everything you need. It is now time to go war with this. To go sit on it. To go, to, to go shut your door. To go book that weekend. And say it is either this thing is true or it is true. Business as usual has come to an end. As I speak to you, I speak to myself. Boy, business as usual has come to an end. And I wrap up and round up this entire series, leaving us with the promise of God in Psalms chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. I pray for you, even as you've heard all these words of life, words of truth, you will not exchange it for the advice of the wicked. In the mighty name of Jesus, it says they do not stand around with sinners. They do not join in with mockers. It says, but they delight in the law of the Lord. I hold my hands agreeing with yours that there will be a change of appetite. You'll begin to desire what he desires. You'll begin to love the place of his presence. You'll begin to prioritize the practice of his presence. His glory will become everything to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, it says meditating on it day and night. Meditating on it day and night. Meditating on it day and night. Meditating on it in the day season and in the night season. Somebody is getting it. Meditating on it when things are going smoothly and when things are not going so smoothly. Meditating on it, staying with it there. Staying with the word, staying with the word, brooding, musing, muttering, proclaiming boldly, making that pathway straight for the Lord. He says there are trees. They are like a tree planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. I pray for you on common grace for fruitfulness in every area of your life. Hear me. Hear me now. This is a strong word. I am releasing this from the bottom of my heart. The enemy will not find a weak spot in your life. There will be no entry points. 
that will be an appropriate entry point for the adversary. In the mighty name of Jesus, when it is time to attack your health, you will find that it is solid. When it is time to attack your marriage, they will find that it is solid. When it is time to attack your children, they will find that they are solid. When it is time to attack the work of your hands, you will find that it is solid. I declare you impenetrable. In the name of Jesus, it says, I will be the glory within. I will surround even as the walls surround Jerusalem. That glory, that glory, that glory, that glory, fire surrounding you. You become impenetrable penetrable in the mighty name of Jesus. It says their leaves never wither. They prosper in all that they do. They prosper in all that they do. This is a description of my life. This is a description of your life. As you say a big amen this evening, I pray for you. I pray for you. Everything you lay your hands upon to do, the proof, the proof that it is God's will is because he said so. Not because it is working or it is not working. Because henceforth, the grace that makes everything to work, that grace follows you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you've been blessed by the word this evening, I want you to raise your voice and say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the invitation to the place of glory. It says, how beautiful, how amiable are your dwelling places. Better is a day in your courts. Thank you for strength. As we appear, as we mutter, as we feast, as we read, as we study, as we listen, as we pray, as we obey, as we muse, as we mutter, as we proclaim, going from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. I'll give you all the praise. Can I end a service like this without giving someone an opportunity to experience Jesus? That is where life begins. Just one passion. Oh, so many songs on my heart this evening. One purpose, to know you more and more. For when I know you, I find me. There is no life outside you. There is no one besides you. Let me know you more and more. For when I know you, I find me. You've been looking for meaning. You've been searching for purpose. You've gone everywhere. You've tried everything. I want to introduce you to the lover of your soul. True life begins the day you make a decision to receive his life and to begin to live for him. I want to pray with you. Whether it's your first time or you are rededicating your life, tonight is your night. This moment is your moment. This very time, you can hear this voice. This is the voice of the lover of your soul beckoning to you. He says, there's something called restoration. You've not truncated my plan. Your insistence on going the wrong route, you are delaying it. He says, make a decision today. Today is the day of salvation. For he will in no wise cast away anyone who comes to him. I want to pray with you this evening. If you would say with me, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place on the cross. Thank you because you rose triumphantly on the third day. I believe you are alive today. And I ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. All the rest of my days... Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. 
I receive the grace to live the rest of my days for you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Oh, congratulations. I want to agree with you, Father. I hold my hands with your sons and your daughters, those making this decision for the first time or those rededicating their lives. I pray, Father, for a supply of your spirit and a multiplication of your grace that these ones will not return to what they have left and where you have pulled them out from, but they will grow in you from strength to strength and from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus, they will become mighty giants in your hands to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father, because you will exceed our expectations. We give you all the glory. I pray, even as we have received your word, the grace to make out time to do what we shall do. The grace to make out time for stillness, to make out time for quietness, to make out time for musing, to make out time for martyring, to make out time for proclaiming your word with audacity. The grace to sit with your light until we begin to see light. The grace to begin to validate the claims and the verities of the life that Christ lived, the same life we read about in the Acts of Apostles, realizing that we are living in the best time ever and that our old experience will be the, the the crescendo the climax of a display of your glory on this side of eternity in the name of jesus father collectively as a family we make ourselves available you're looking for a man find us you're looking for a woman find us you're looking for a ministry find us your will your way your plan in the name of jesus and the grace to say yes and to stay the entire course we receive Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Oh, wow. Come on, if you can, I want you to jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.